is the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs, and we're committed to the success of women entrepreneurs and majority women-owned companies across Canada. As a proud partner of the Thrive Podcast, we're here to help you start, grow, or scale your business. Find out more at bdc.ca forward slash women today. Scotiabank is proud to co-present the Thrive Podcast for Women Entrepreneurs. Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. Your insurance needs are as unique as the work you do and the industry you're in. Having the right protection in place is just the start. There's so much you can do to mitigate risks to your business for today and as you grow. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools to help you protect your operations. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. Diversify. Don't just put all your eggs in one export market. Think about what other export markets you could do well at, and EDC will help you figure that out. With Export Development Canada, doing business abroad doesn't need to be risky. We take on the risks so you can think bigger and grow confidently. EDC, take on the world. listening to the Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. On the Thrive Podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and other support to help you make your vision a reality faster. This podcast is a production of Startup Canada, Canada's entrepreneurship organization, and is presented in partnership with the Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. I'm your host, Kayla Isabel, Managing Director at Startup Canada. Welcome to the show. We're thrilled to have Solange Tuishime on the Thrive podcast today. Solange is the founder and CEO of Elevate International. Their goal is to inspire, empower, and elevate women and girls locally and globally by providing leadership and economic growth while creating leadership and mentorship programs for young women. With a Bachelor of Arts Applied in Journalism and a Master's in Public Administration, Solange has more than 10 years of experience within the federal government of Canada. Most recently, she's been managing the Departmental Audit Committee for Industry Canada, supporting executive leadership programs in the executive group services and holding various communications positions within the government. As UNICEF Canada's ambassador, her objective is to encourage fundraising efforts to educate and to engage many in missions seeking to give every child change and opportunity in life to survive and thrive. She's also had the privilege of representing Canada internationally and obtaining the title of Miss Galaxy 2013, Miss Canada International, Miss United Nations, and Miss Canada Galaxy. Welcome to the show, Solange. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you on the show. So uh, so as we kick off this conversation, I'm really excited to dive in and, and do a bit of an overview of what Elevate International does for women and girls uh, and how that uh, encourages entrepreneurship, specifically with women. Uh, but what is one really important thing that you want women entrepreneurs to take out of our conversation today? I think for me, I would have to say that we've often seen entrepreneurship as in really focused on, you know, how do you make more money and how do you grow your business? 
But I feel that over the years, and in my experience anyways, we don't often talk about how it's making an impact in this world. And I feel like it's such an important part of everyone's business, especially women in business, because we're, we're really caring human beings and our nurturing part of, of who we are, we often get forgotten in between trying to make a business survive and thrive. So for me, I always make sure that I'm continuously encouraging more women to not lose that beautiful part of who we are and making sure that your business is directly connected to making an impact in this world, making a positive impact in this world. So to kick us off, can you give us a bit of an overview of Elevate International? How did it begin? What was your sort of initial vision for it? And how has it uh, sort of grown? So initially, Elevate International, funny enough, I always say that it was created while I was on mat leave having my last born. And I genuinely, you know, I looked at the world with everything I had gone through, having multiple children at the same time, also going through a significant loss in my life. I really, that whole question came back to me on how do we make a world a better place? And I had been doing a lot of it for a long time with my work with UNICEF Canada, which I'm continuously grateful to serve. Uh, Just really focusing on the next generation and making sure that children survive and thrive. But then I really, when I was thinking about how do we make the world better, I quickly realized that, you know, making sure that children are going to school and children stay alive and they're fed fed is one thing, a very important element in our life. But I also thought about how do we genuinely create change? And I realized that, of course, not enough leaders uh, could, we didn't have diversity on the leadership table around the world. And if we really wanted to make the world a better place, how do we make the world better if half of the population is not amongst the leaders that are making the decisions about what is happening in this world and how we make sure that we're catering to those who are in the most need. And then I parked it for a little bit. And uh, I remember Sandra at Women in Business uh, Conference here in Ottawa, they invited me to speak. And it was one of those moments where I, I really delivered such a great keynote. Like, we, you know, as a woman, when you sit there and you're like, yeah, I killed it. That was one of those moments. And I'm like, yeah, that was really good. And so many female leaders and entrepreneurs came to talk to me, asking me if I would be willing and, and if I would be open and willing to talk to the young women for the next generation to genuinely believe that they're leaders. And I already knew I had a passion for elevating the next generation of young women to be leaders because I knew what my journey had been. But I quickly realized that when I was doing that work of creating that type of program and what it was going to do, I quickly realized that it was going to sort of be a disservice to create this powerful group of young women who genuinely believe that they're leaders and they can be leaders and to only throw them in a world where they don't see women who look like them, who come from where they come from, who have those stories, who are sitting on the leadership table. So Elevate International quickly became an organization that is advancing women in leadership and economic empowerment while elevating the next generation of women to be leaders as well. So it's, it started as this idea of creating a, a small leadership programs for girls to this large organization that's looking at leadership globally 
on how do we really genuinely and start moving the dial and advance more women in leadership position and so that more young women and more girls can grow up seeing and believing that they too can be leaders. Mm. I love that. And and the, the idea that if I can't see it, I can't be it, uh, being something that we hear so often now, uh, especially with women in, in um, leadership roles and making sure that there are strong examples that, that women can sort of follow. So with your youth programming, can you provide some concrete examples of how you develop that leadership capacity uh, in your programming? So when we were looking at the girls' leadership program, which we're actually just starting to deliver in 2020, it took a while because I didn't want it to be just another program to say it's a, a nice to have. I wanted to have a strong component of three things. Mm-hmm. A, leadership, but authentic leadership. And we know that with our generation and the generations before us for women, it's almost like we had to change who we are and our leadership style to fit in what leadership looked like. So we wanted young women to really think about who they are as leaders and to be okay with the type of leadership that women bring on the table and not have to change who you are. And then B, economic power. We talk in the world about economic empowerment. It's really to serve those who are looking for the means to gain that economic empowerment. But now we flip it around for the next generation. We want them to change that language and talk about economic power. What does that look like? How do you start thinking about how you're going to position yourself as a young woman to have that economic power that allows you to make the decisions that you want to make about the change you want to create in this world. And then the third part, of course, is philanthropy. As anybody knows my life, I genuinely believe that each and every one of us in everything that we do, we should align it to making the world a better place. And some people think that it's a nice to have, but I I always say that it's a must have because if we're not creating positive change in this world, then what are we doing? What are we going to remember for? And how can we live in this world and just take for granted what we have and not be contributing members of how we're going to make it better for the next generation and generations to come? So I wanted girls to have that full package of I can lead and have the financial freedom to make the decision that I want to make to make the world a better place. And I'm also amongst the citizens of this world that are continuously seeking and contributing to make this world a better place. Fantastic. Oh, what a, like I think those three pillars are so unbelievably essential uh, and, and getting uh, into the classrooms or getting involved with young women um, and providing the knowledge, exactly what you're saying, around uh, authentic leadership. I love that because uh, I feel like, especially as, as people navigate the beginnings of their careers, they see uh, women leaders as almost an archetype, as a specific um, sort of woman, but you want to make that yourself. You want to, you know, be able to... Um, uh, bring in your own authentic self and your complete pure self through those conversations. Mm-hmm. So very cool. Um, in terms of your career trajectory, have you struggled with that of, of finding your positioning as a leader um, and bringing your authentic self to the table as an entrepreneur? Well, I mean, listen, I, I, I check all these weird boxes for me, <laughs> which has taken such a long time to genuinely start feeling and being like myself. First of all, for a young woman of color who arrived here as an immigrant at 11 years old, you know, just 
made people have so many assumptions about me. You know, first is that oh, there was no way I was tackling leadership. The 12% of executive leaders who are women in our country, in Canada, there was no way that a young black woman was genuinely tackling that subject because it felt like it was someone else who should take on such a such a big initiative like that. So often I I got the oh, like, are you just doing this for young girls? And I'm like, no, I'm also talking about the executive leaders we have nationally and internationally. Mm -hmm. Or I would often get, are you doing this for immigrants? Like, no, (laughs) I'm doing this Mm -hmm. for all leaders. Or I would get, um, are you doing this for poor girls in Africa? Mm -hmm. No, for me, and at the beginning, it used to hurt me, not offend me, but hurt me that that is the first thing that many leaders would think of me. And I, and, but it, it took me a second to realize like, yeah, this is why you're doing it. Do you want the next generation of girls and women to face this type of conversations and this type of resistance? No. So at, at some point I had to realize that I'm also part of the change makers. And part of that also means that you have to endure some of the difficult circumstances and conversations in order to make sure that the next generation and and many women who are leading today are not facing that. And I also acknowledge that this the the circumstances I have faced as a as a woman, uh, many women who may not be as of color, who are maybe Caucasian, who who are maybe older than me, also face different challenges. And it, it became my role to make sure that those voices are being heard. And he also allowed me to really be authentic and strong on on the values that Elevate is about, making sure that I'm uniting all voices because I knew what it felt like for my voice not being heard as a leader. I wanted to make sure that we're acknowledging all voices because what I go through, checking all these other boxes, there's another woman somewhere who's checking different boxes, who's going through different circumstances that I may not know. So I made sure that I was really strong on on, on purely bringing all the voices to the table so that we can hear the different challenges that women are facing around the world and across our country. Because if I wasn't doing that, then it meant that I wasn't genuinely responding to why Elevate was created in the first place. So, and and then of course there came the whole idea of me being Miss Canada and Mrs. Canada and Mrs. Mm -hmm. whatever. So, you know, the first thing people would say, oh, you're so beautiful. I'm like, yes, that is nice, but not important. (laughs) I am incredibly (laughs) intelligent and very strong. So let's focus on that for a second. And then there was, you know, and then there would be like, oh, um, I, I remember one leader telling me, are you worried that people don't take you seriously because you're a beauty queen? And I said, actually, let me tell you about that. Because when I became Miss Canada International, it gave me a scholarship to have a master's degree, mm. which led me to also be an international public speaker, which is the reason I've been very successful at uniting leaders from around the world, because I traveled the world and I could do that successfully, which also led me to be a United Nations Children's Fund ambassador. So this this idea of how they try to put women in these little boxes mm-hmm. all the time, it, it, it made it my job to just crash that every time. So I feel that, yes, I've had incredible challenges and I continue to have challenges as, as a leader, but I'm getting at a place where 
I'm okay with that because it means that more authentic leaders will join me and those who want to judge will eliminate themselves naturally so that more authentic leaders can join this movement and we can create a bigger change for all people. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. No, I love that idea that there is room for all of us to check many different boxes. I think it can be stressful when, when people sort of pigeonhole you into one, uh, one particular category, but you are so beautifully um, sort of showing how um, your experiences in one, quote, box can apply so beautifully to, to a different box. So I would love to hear a little bit more um, about your roles with your different titles. So you're Mrs. Canada International, uh, and you are the first Canadian woman to have won both the Miss and Mrs. Canada titles, correct? That's correct. And you know, okay. I always Fabulous. say this, um, had I, and I, and I often wonder this, you know, cause you see someone winning one title and they're like the biggest thing on earth. But mm. sometimes I'm like, you know, with all the titles that I've won, either I'm too quiet or either just, we have this unconscious bias in our society about how we promote women. Mm-hmm. And I've, and I've often thought about that because when I look at what I've accomplished, I think I underestimated for so long because mm. we do that as women, right? Where it's never good enough. And we, we, we always think there's the next thing and we don't take the time to celebrate what we've accomplished. But when I look at that journey and looking at a young girl who just, you know, picked up her bags and mm. it started with shoes from Walmart to compete from Miss New Brunswick and went on to become Miss Canada. But not only that, I continued on to represent Canada so proudly internationally. I think it really gave me a sense of perseverance and knowing that when we really decide that we're going to accomplish something, we can do it like effortlessly. And it doesn't mean that it comes with no challenges, but it means that when we put our mind to something, the way we do it with so much grace, perseverance, and determination is something that we should continuously celebrate. And there's so many women who are like that, especially women entrepreneurs. Female entrepreneurs are these amazing, resilient human beings who no matter the circumstances that have been created before us and the ones that continue to exist, we just look past them and we find a way to create all these beautiful solutions in order for us to create thriving businesses. And I feel like this journey of Mm. going around the world and, and, and actually saying, yeah, we can be beautiful and smart, And also we can be beautiful in so many different ways because when I became Miss Canada, no one had ever looked like me. Uh, The idea of being curvaceous and having hips and being a different colors and having an accent and speaking all these other languages, like it was so foreign. I had to kind of create what that new normal was and which has really motivated me to inspire more female entrepreneurs of go out there and create your new normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know you can do it. Uh, that Yeah, you, you have that evidence um, every day. I love that... Um that idea, so female entrepreneurs um, wearing so many different hats. I think that's something we consistently hear all the time that, um, you know, you're, you're playing different roles, even if you are running your own business, you're, um, you know, do, doing many different tasks, you're, you're taking on a lot of different um, sort of responsibilities. And I can see that must be a challenge for you wearing literally different hats <laughs> or crowns or <laughs> sort of going down that path. So how have you managed all of these different responsibilities and, and your role?
role as a champion and as an advocate um, for all of these different groups. Um, how have you sort of managed that uh, in your career and, and feeling like you are giving um, you know, as much energy as possible to all of these different uh, portfolios? I think first and foremost, I really had to be honest with myself. And I moved forward in a place where I authentically felt like my heart was passionate to serve. So it made it a lot easier to, and in order for it to not feel like work. So one of the biggest thing was being honest with myself because sometimes we want to take on something, but your heart is not 100% there. And we've lived in a world where people tell you, just be grateful you have a job. Yes, be grateful. But my gosh, do you want to spend the next 40 years, unless it's like, life circumstances that really force you to take on that. But in this world, especially in Canada, where we have immense opportunities to create, do you want to spend the next 40 years in a place where you say it's a job? So I continuously encourage people to really dig deep and say, where does my heart want to serve? And then if, if you pray or if you meditate and really listen authentically to yourself and say, this is where my heart belongs and then I'm going to give it my all. So it has allowed me. So for me, when someone talks about children, oh my gosh, I'll be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> when you talk about girls, I see myself in that refugee camp and I say, there's no way I want so many girls to continue living that. When we talk about women in leadership and I think about the times I cried because I had a promotion and, you know, my boss thought I was too young to have that type of promotion and she bullied me. And I said, there's no way I want more women in leadership to leave that. So it's things that I'm incredibly passionate about. And you can tell, you can feel it when you sleep at night. And sometimes when you read about it, it keeps you up at night. So it has allowed me to be able to wear those hats without feeling like it was work. Two, um, when I wake up in the morning, I, ser I serve myself before serving others, which has always sounded so bizarre for women because we are so ready to serve everyone else and we're last. So I made sure that my workout was at 5 a.m. before I can take on all the wonderful things and the BS <laughs> that comes with everything that we do. So uh, I felt that, okay, yes, I've had a Solange moment and now I'm going to go and have a world moment. Um, and it allowed me to be better as a mother, as a wife, as an entrepreneur, as a philanthropist, because there was a, a little time for me to just really just take it all in and think about my day and how I was going to serve. And, and really, most importantly, it has been family. I've had really great family and great mentors that I call family because I think we often think the professional world is where there is a, it's a place of no emotions. But I genuinely believe that when you have a mentor and a champion, they're a part of your family because you need to be authentic, honest, and open with them so that they can help you with the challenges that you're facing through the great days and the ugly days. So A, the partner you choose in your life is the greatest blessing you're going to have. So yeah, my husband prepares three girls every morning and 
brings them to school every morning without complaints. And after that, he calls me and he says, how is your day going? And genuinely, and, and you know what? And let me not lie to you, on days where I'm not being treated as the leader that I should be in this world and I'm having a bad day, I take it out on him and he says, calm down, what's wrong? <laughs> so, I, so yes, I'm still, you know? So I, I feel that the partner you choose in life Will, is going to make such a huge difference in this world, not because you need them to survive, because you need a safe place to just say, here's what I'm feeling, or can you help me, or just the one that says, I got mm -hmm. you. So that has helped me so much. And my family having my back and supporting this crazy adventure of starting a not-for-profit organization and being a social entrepreneur, you know how challenging that is. And I think we hear it from all women in business, especially with the different hats we wear. And my mentors who have been there, who just never judge me, who I make mistakes over and over again, and sometimes they laugh, they say, Welcome to leadership or welcome to entrepreneurship. <laughs> In the moment, you're not laughing, mm -hmm. but because they've been through it for more than 20, 30 years, they're just like, oh, this is just the beginning. Don't worry about it. But within you, you just want to cry. They're like, don't worry about it. I think building, I always say it takes a village. And I genuinely repeat that all the time. It takes a village to elevate. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And I, I think just everything that you've just spoken to um, speaks to how much courage it takes to go um, and do something bold that aligns with your passions and that, you know, makes you want to wake up every day and, and pour your heart and soul into something. So courage and, and women, um, you know, being able to make those big jumps uh, in entrepreneurship and uh, feeling confident that they exactly have those support systems. And whether that's a partner, whether that's, um, you know, other resources they can tap into that they have almost, um, you know, a, a board of directors of mentorship that they might be able to connect with um, professionally or, or if they have Correct. friends that, you know, I think that can come from so many different yeah. avenues. A friend, a mom, just having a mm -hmm. safe space. It doesn't have to be a husband. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a wife. Just creating a safe space where you can unload it, but also get the support that you need Agreed. when you need and, it. And I love that idea that you need to put yourself first as well. At the end of the day, uh, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. So you need to make sure that you feel um, that you have the support and the, the space being held for you as you hold space for all of these other incredible um, other women in, in the industry and, and all of the, the work that you're doing. So I love that sentiment that we need that reminder on a constant basis to, uh, you know, make sure that we're taking care of ourselves first and, uh, and then being able to pour from a full cup. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's, that's brilliant. So what else do you have on deck for this year? I know it, it has been a very busy last few years for you, for sure. Um, what are you looking forward to in 2020 as we kick off the new year soon? Oh, 2020, I, I am definitely excited to see all this work that we've been doing for the last three years just really come to life. You know, this is, I would say that this is the first year where I can see a full year in advance where we have the International Women's Day Conference on March 6, 2020, where we mm -hmm. have so many uh, diversity and leadership summits, where we have Atlantic Canada, uh, Elevate Atlantic Canada Conference, Elevate New Brunswick Conference, Elevate Western Canada Conference. And, and we've, we're finding this rhythm. And also I'm excited to share all these incredible leaders Amazing. that are coming on our board of directors and how they're going to add in their leadership skills and advice to making it even better. Um, 
yeah, I can genuinely say that this is the first year I'm so excited because I kind of know what the next, what 2020 looks like and correct. And it gives us the ability to even serve more because I think when, mm-hmm. when you've already you have planned the biggest pieces, <laughs> mm-hmm. when you have an opportunity to even make a greater contribution, mm-hmm. then you, you have that flexibility, flexibility because you already know what's ahead. But more importantly, I'm so looking forward to introducing the Undaunted Project to Elevate, which is a, a great partnership with UNICEF Canada of accelerating the amount of girls that go to school in this world. As we know, there are so many girls today, more than millions of girls today who are sitting at home, not going to school, which means that the future looks a lot different for them. And when we talk about leadership, we can't even start to comprehend the possibility of them even becoming leaders in this world. And now we're going to fast track and accelerate that process so that more girls can get the education that they deserve and need and that we can actually look 20, 30 years from now, more women becoming leaders because of the partnerships and contribution that we are all uniting to make together. Mm. Oh, that is so powerful. I'm I, My heart is racing at the moment, just hearing all of those incredible <laughs> initiatives. It just sounds like, um, yeah, you've packaged things so beautifully and really um, you're, you're identifying solutions to really clear problems that we have at the moment. So um, kudos and, and thank you for all of that incredible work. Uh, so as we, as we sort of wrap up our conversation, what what do you think is the one piece of advice that you want to leave our Thrive audience with um, that they can implement in their businesses immediately? I think you've talked, you've spoken to a number of, of specific items, but if you could pick just one, um, what would you like to leave our audience with today? Make the world better. It's my favorite thing. If you can really look at, take a second today and say, what is the wonderful positive contribution that my business will make in the world today? And honestly, for me, and, and as and, and as I feel it, sometimes I make these crazy promises in the moment when I feel them. For every startup female entrepreneur who makes a decision to make the world better with their business, please send us their list. We're going to highlight them. We're going to celebrate them. And we're going to share as a result of, of this podcast and the support that Startup Canada has continuously given Elevate, we're going to share each and everyone who has decided to make the world better in whatever area that they would like. And they can tell us the impact that they've made. Mm, incredible. I love that. Yeah, to be able to really demonstrate that impact is something that we have top of mind at Startup Canada, but something that, um, yeah, we can definitely share on, on a much more global stage. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, look at this. I, You know, f- for Victoria to support me and for me to support mm. her, it really shows that as women, there's not me or you. No. There's us. And mm. I'll pull you up and you keep pulling me up. And we're, we're changing the dynamic of what leadership for women looked like because for so long they told us that the pie was only as small and we're saying the pie is as big as we're going to make it and this is proof of it incredible oh I, that's that's so wonderful um so thank you again for for all of these thoughts all of these insights uh, i can say that i'm personally very inspired at the moment and ready to take on the world <laughs> so hopefully our listeners feel that same sentiment uh so thank you again for joining us and uh, we look forward to collaborating more in the future thanks a lot thank you so much have a great day thank you for joining us this week on the thrive podcast where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses 
Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, BDC, and Scotiabank for helping us to power women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook Resources for Women Entrepreneurs with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. Visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Matthew Curtis and plug in to the Startup Canada network. Until next time, I'm Kayla Isabel. It's time to thrive.